He's got dancing feet with that lower body. It's unbelievable. Look at the body. Look at that bubble butt. He's checking all the boxes, Michael. Yeah, he, he really is. Look at that big bubble butt. That's a, it's a power generator, those that thighs, quads, and the bubble butt. Offensive linemen love that. Feet. Huh. We are back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. There's just some I can't get over. There's just some that Jared plays that I, I could laugh for like the next 10 years. Look at that bubble butt. Thighs, quads, offensive linemen love that. We got to get that back, right, Mike Mayock? He's got to go back to NFL Network, right? I, yeah, I guess I don't know what else he's doing. Right? Come on. Yeah. Get, get on get TV. Get back there so we can hear about the bubble butt. Combine's coming up. Tell us who's got a yeah, bubble butt. Yeah, he should be back. He us. should be there next week. Right. Who are people drafting because of the bubble butts? That's the key here. That's what we need to see from Mike Mayock. All right. Uh, Ed, you got to help me out here with this, with this tweet uh, from Adam Hill. He tweeted, one of the workers at this Starbucks I'm writing at is one of the most incredible customer service employees I've ever encountered. But she's going to have to go ahead and turn the energy level down a notch or two. Um, this guy. Did this person simply say hello to Adam Yeah, Hill? this guy has got so many issues. <laughs> and I will say this. I can't tell location. But he is not at a Las Vegas Starbucks. He is somewhere else. He has left the state. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. He has okay. left the state. So he's in a very nice place that has very nice people. And knowing him. Because he, he goes to a Starbucks here in town where and this is not a joke. He walks in, they look up and they they put his uh they put his um order Ordering. together. They they he doesn't have to order it. They look at him, they know it's him and they put his order together. It's the same one every day. Um so I'm sure, you know, he ordered the same thing down there and she was very nice to him and probably smiled and walked it over to him and had a laugh or two and he doesn't like that. He does not like the interaction with people like that. I mean he he likes people more than I do because I don't like people at all, but he doesn't like being bothered at Starbucks when he's about to work, no matter where he's at. And he's not in Vegas. <laughs> so most likely this outstanding customer service said hello. That he wants, yes, that he wants turned down. Like they said hello, and there was like a smile yes, while they yes. said hello. If you add the smile to him, he's very upset. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, maybe you have a play. Well, you're Chick-fil-A guy. Maybe they know you are coming every morning, but... Can you imagine being at a place so much you walk in? You don't like on the. You can obviously order in the app at Starbucks, so it's ready. He prefers just to walk in because he's been there so often, and they look up and they go, "Hey, Adam," and they just make his meal. Um, this is not restaurant related, but uh, walking into UNLV basketball games, the Thomas and Mac, the uh, the people that sit at the security table that they you know they put the little tag on yes. our bags to make sure our bags are okay and and make sure we have a credential. Um. One of the ladies, like this is like five or six home games ago. One of the ladies that sits there, as I'm walking in, she just says to me, why do you always look so angry? <laughs> <laughs> and I was taking it like, I was like, what? what? And she's like, you've been coming for years and you always look angry. And I'm like, have you been tracking yeah. my facial expressions I, for years? I don't agree with that. <laughs> Intense, maybe. Uh, focused on the game, maybe. I don't. I don't get angry from you. And I I got to be honest. So, I was worried the other night because the bag, and I forgot. I don't know if it was the belt or keys. I don't know what it was. But I went through and said, beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, All right, yeah, don't worry about it. Go ahead. You're okay. I'm like, <laughs> uh, really? Well, <laughs> so here's here's what happened. At the last, the last home game, I forgot my credential. I left it at home. 
and I walk in and it's it's the lady who tells me I look angry and like I go up to her intentionally like smiling and say hello and she's like see you look like you're in a great mood now and I'm like yeah I'm gonna need some help from you because I don't have my credential <laughs> and she immediately is like oh so you're playing me she's like the one time you want to smile is when you need something so yeah but that's uh apparently I look very angry walking into UNLV basketball games and I've never I mean, have you ever, Considered well, I mean, you've been going to games for a long time. I'm sure there's some nights you've been angry at something that has nothing to do with the UNLV basketball, but I don't, I don't get that from you. I get more of an intensity from you. I don't know. I don't know how I look walking in. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just when I walk. I have no idea. I have no anger walking into UNLV basketball games. Usually I'm in a pretty good mood because I'm walking into UNLV basketball you're, games. You're I very think. intense after games staring at your laptop and a lot of dots. A lot of dots, yes. a lot of numbers. A lot of numbers gotta... and dots and charts and graphs and right. and replaying like videos and stuff like that. That's an intensity I get from you. Generally uh, annoyed that Ken Palm doesn't update immediately after the game ends so I can tell people what their Ken Palm rank is. I got to wait like 20 <laughs> minutes. It's pretty annoying. Um, Bart Torvik updates a little quicker. That might be why we're getting more Bart Torvik updates yes. on the show. But. Yeah, but apparently I'm very mad walking in. All right. I do have a Raiders topic that I want to get to with you. So pro football focus, I, I kind of enjoyed this little uh, formula, this little exercise they put together. But basically, they ranked all the teams in the NFL by best chance to improve this offseason. And they did it by combining two numbers. First, they did it by taking uh, the amount of estimated cap space that teams have going into the offseason. Because obviously, if you have a lot of cap space, you can spend more on free agency. If you don't have any cap space, like if you're the Packers or the Saints, you probably can't add any team uh, players. you got to cut more of them. But they combine that with uh, wins above replacement that teams are losing. We talked about this earlier in the week, how per the Raiders are Possibly top five. losing. Yes, our top five yes. in, in current free agents right. and their wins above replacement. Uh, so the Raiders are losing a, a significant amount compared to most NFL teams based on those two numbers and putting them together the Raiders are pretty much dead in the middle 15th best chance to improve this offseason they've got roughly 20 million estimated cap space right now to spend and they have a significant uh, amount of war to replace or simply resign uh, in free agency so they're right in the middle in terms of how likely they are to improve during the offseason by the way, one side note, this obviously doesn't include the draft, which is where a lot of teams can make up a lot of ground right, because it's, right. you, you get cheap assets, cheap, uh, cheap labor, essentially. So this doesn't this is, you know, free agencies, the type of thing to look at here. But what I thought was most interesting, based on the way pro football focus did this, the Raiders 15th best chance to improve this offseason, the Kansas City Chiefs 20th best chance to improve this offseason because they have uh, very little cap space. They can't really add a lot of players. But the Chargers came in fourth best chance to improve, and the Broncos came in sixth best chance to improve. If you add in the fact that both of those teams will be drafting higher than the Raiders in the draft because they finished worse than the Raiders, that's even more reason to think the Chargers and Broncos will improve this offseason more than the Raiders will improve. So if this plays out, if the Chargers and Broncos have a good offseason, how screwed are the That's Raiders a, if those two teams get significantly better? The they're screwed to the point of they could finish fourth. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's the actual conversation to have. Like we haven't really considered the Broncos no. as a. We as keep a saying team. the Chargers and Chiefs are going to make right. the playoffs. 
Right. And I, I think that's going to be a general consensus for most people that those two teams are going to be good. They've got the quarterbacks. The Chargers roster is should be good, right? Like it should be two teams that are playoff caliber teams. The Broncos roster, though, it it, it is a good roster aside from the most important position. They don't have a quarter. They don't have an answer at quarterback. And like, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is the big name and the Broncos have been attached to that a lot. If he stays in Green Bay, eh, would they be able to get Russell Wilson? Is Deshaun Watson an option? Like, there's there's other big-name quarterbacks. But what would be interesting, what if the Broncos traded for somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback in, in Denver, are they now better than the Raiders? I don't know about significantly, but I'd say on paper they're better than the Raiders. Yeah, and that's where sort of the problem comes in, is the Broncos are going to have an opportunity to improve at the most right. important position right. and really the one position that they're bad at, and that's the quarterback spot. And if they do make a big improvement, and listen, Jimmy Garoppolo is not like some great quarterback, but when you're starting Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, Jimmy Garoppolo looks pretty good. Like if that's the type of guy they get, I think all of a sudden we're talking about this Raiders team as despite not really getting worse this offseason, we'll see what they do, but potentially even getting better this offseason. They might get passed by the two teams that they beat in the AFC West this past year. And that's even assuming they signed Derek Carr. Right, right. Exactly. Even if they come back with Derek Carr. So it's, I don't know, it's it's a fascinating offseason to see because the Chiefs are obviously there. The Chiefs are obviously a, a top-tier team in the AFC, and that's not really going to change unless something happens to Patrick Mahomes. After that, the Raiders did a good job to beat the Chargers last year. They did a good job to finish ahead of... The Chargers. That's a they, they deserve credit for that, absolutely. But if you're projecting into the future, most most people project the Chargers are going to be better than the Raiders, not just next year, but for the next few years. And then if you talk about the Broncos getting better, and if the Broncos get an answer at quarterback, like you're looking around saying, what are the Raiders? Like the Raiders could legitimately be, you know, the the seventeenth, eighteenth best team in football, but st- they might be fourth best in their division. I mean. Also, I think we need to say, and you, you said it, there's a lot of variables to this. Right. I mean, what if they re-sign all their free agents, which I don't think they're going to, but Casey Hayward, we talked about um, KJ Wright, the three interior defensive linemen. I don't think they re-sign all of those guys. But Casey Hayward, one interior defensive lineman, KJ Wright, I mean, I think these numbers can change. It's just they're, they're, they're saying they're losing fourth most in war. So that's assuming, though, when they do this calculation, that they're going to lose all those guys. Right. And But – the way this calculation works, though, is that it's based on how much cap space you have, too. So if you bring yes. back Casey Hayward, you don't have twenty million dollars, right? You'll start losing some of that cap space. So it's sort of it's sort of ta- it can take into account or can take into some sort of effect of if you do re-sign those guys. Like, but I I think where the biggest variable variable will be is the draft because like take take the Broncos as a good example. If they don't land a quarterback in a trade or free agency or anything like that, if they draft a quarterback, right? They if they draft, I think they're picking nine, I believe. So they, they get the take Mississippi quarterback kid. at nine. You know, let's let's just use Matt Corral. They draft Matt Corral at nine. If Matt Corral is awesome, right? If Matt Corral comes in and is just like this guy is a phenom rookie, the Broncos are gonna rocket up the mm-hmm. AFC and the AFC West because if they get a great rookie quarterback, I mean. They are good to go. They are set. If they draft Matt Corral, start him right away, and Matt Corral sucks, the Broncos are going to be the worst team in the AFC West. Right. right? Even if the rest of the roster is good, they're going to be the worst team in the AFC West. So that's where a lot of variants can come in. And then the same goes. Quarterback obviously has the most impact, but the same will be true for the Chargers and the Raiders. If they take a first-rounder and, 
let's say the Raiders take one to, to start at corner and they let Casey Hayward walk and the corner's awesome, that helps the Raiders a ton. If they take another one and it's Damon Arnett 2.0 and the guy just isn't any good, then the Raiders are kind of sinking part of their defensive secondary and it makes them worse. And the same goes for the Chargers. So that's sort of, that's where the variance can be is the draft picks, especially the first round draft picks, because those are the guys you're kind of, you know, expecting to be starters right away, or at least have a shot to start. So that the draft is where the variance will be. And in all seriousness, the draft might be where the second place team in the AFC West is decided next year. Whoever does a good job in the draft might be the second best team because if the Broncos get a decent quarterback, I think it's pretty easy to put them in the same tier as the Chargers and the Raiders. Haven't we heard all along how much space the Raiders have to spend? Yeah, they should. They should. I mean, uh, they if, should they, have if a, they spend it wisely, now again, we don't know what they're going to do with Carr or some of these other guys, but that's a lot of money to spend if they do it wisely. Yeah, I, I think this is... 20 million. Assuming, assuming they're keeping Derek Carr, right? Making that assumption and they're signing, kind of saying, hey, we're keeping Carr and we're effectively going for it, right? We're trying to improve on last year. This offseason is is probably the biggest offseason for Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels, right? Even if they end up here for, for more than five years, because if you keep Carr and you're sort of going for it, you need to hit on a couple of draft picks to be immediate impact guys and a couple of free agents to come in and be immediate like star players. Right. Because right. because if if you can hit on, say, two free agents and two draft picks, if guys that are just and you have Carr. They're above average starters, and you add it to what you have. You should probably be back in the playoffs next year. And and I don't I hesitate to say compete with the Chiefs, but you should be back in the playoffs next year. And if they can do that, good job for the Raiders. If they miss, right? If it's a John Gruden, Mike Mayock disaster offseason where uh Trent Brown and Corey Littleton are the big free agent signings and they just do not work out and they draft another Cleveland Furl or another Damon Arnett. Then all of a sudden, this team wins six games next year. Yeah, gave Derek Carr an extension, and you're looking around saying, uh, "It didn't work." Are they going to the playoffs right. before this Carr extension is up again? And the answer might be no. So, if they keep Carr, this is a uh, massively important offseason for the Raiders. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs, where we're going to talk about some cheating. Bischoff's Briefs. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Bischoff's Briefs. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What am I supposed to do with these? Bischoff's Briefs. Demand to see life's manager. Bischoff's Briefs. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. In about 10 minutes, Cassie Soto joins the show. In about 25 minutes, we'll be giving away tickets to the Mountain West Tournament. But today on Bischoff's Briefs, well, uh, let's start with a question for you guys. Let's see how good you are at guessing the answer to this. Uh, from a, a tweet from a college football home, they've got the 10 college football programs that have had the most vacated wins in college football history. Who Eric's do you guys there. think... <laughs> Who do you guys think? Which college has had the most vacated wins in college football history? I mean, SMU comes to mind, but uh... SMU is number nine. Okay. Uh... USC. USC is number five. I mean, I guess Penn State. 
Uh, they didn't have to vacate any wins, I don't think. They're okay. not on the top ten. Feels like they should have. Yes. <laughs> uh, at the very it's gonna, least, it's going to be someone at one. You don't have to like. vacate. You don't have to vacate wins for being a bad person. You have to vacate wins when you use what the NCAA determines illegal players. Okay. Baylor. Uh, no, Baylor not in the top ten. Uh, remember, bad person. Art Bryles, <laughs> bad person. <laughs> true. Uh, see, I get the that's that's my problem. I keep uh, like old, old Miss comes to mind because of like random stuff, but <laughs> it's gonna be teams. Correct me if I'm wrong. That had a lot of vacated, but you're like, if you had that many vacated, why didn't you win more? All right, I'll give you guys the top ten. Coming in at number ten, they've only had four vacated. Is California? At number nine is SMU. At number eight is Syracuse with 11 all-time vacated wins. In a tie for sixth is Florida State and Ohio State. Both have had to vacate 12 wow. wins. In fifth, USC, 14 vacated wins. In fourth, North Carolina with 16 vacated wins. In a tie for second, both with 21 vacated wins, Alabama and Notre Dame. And number one, Jared, you were right. Ole Miss has oh, the most in the history of college Still football with 33. My favorite. 33? What is your school doing? My favorite yeah. story that Tyler has told me is that when they hired a new, was it Lane Kiffin that they hired? And one of the fans, or one of the boosters went, get a burner cell. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, well... Hugh Freeze, part of the reason he got fired is because he was contacting um, uh, prostitutes on his company, on his school phone. Um, Probably shouldn't do that. Uh, But yes, Ole Miss has 33. Uh, They had zero career vacated wins until 2010. That is when I started attending college at Ole Miss. So basically all these vacated wins are after I went to Ole Miss. Basically every win that I saw in person the NCAA does not recognize as a legitimate college football win for Ole Miss. But here's so the you problem. Apparently, here's the key. Ole Miss was uh, very bad. Um, <laughs> my The first game that I attended as a freshman, they lost in overtime to Jacksonville State. Ooh. Um, that's the first Ole Miss game that I went to as a student. In my what was it? my junior year was Hugh Freeze's first year, and they finally actually started to win more than like three games. And then in my senior year, they actually beat Alabama. They had an eight-win team. Two years after I left, I think was the year they won ten games and went to the Sugar Bowl. Um, Hugh Freeze, though, what they they were you know getting recruits illegally. It's it's kind of legal now, but you know they were paying recruits off. Ole Miss had the number one recruiting class in the country. At one point in time, they landed the number one overall recruit in the country at one point in time. But yeah, all of those recruits, they were they were paying them. Um, but my point here is that in college football, I don't know about you guys, but I am absolutely okay with cheating when the only punishment is vacated wins. Yeah. Like I yeah. like, sh- if like that's yeah, all they- you have to if that's all you have to do. Well, they are, might are hit you, you vacating with a postseason ban, but national whatever. titles. Yeah, I mean they can they technically can if you win it, but like you really take you really losing that national championship. Like if Ole Miss had won a national championship, it's not like ah oh, completely forget about it. Nah, don't remember them winning the national. They'd still championship. order the rings. I mean, right? 
considering how many schools, if you look at like the 40s, 50s, and 60s, claim to have won national championships. <laughs> <laughs> did you did Notre Dame cheat that much? I I have to look up the Notre Dame ones. I'm guessing these were a long time ago. I would think. I don't know if they've done that any recently. I mean, I the reason I said uh, USC was the Reggie Bush stuff. Right, and I think that's where most of theirs come from. And that would have been, that probably would have been my first guess, would have been USC, simply because it was it was such a popular team. Uh, oh, Notre Dame had to vacate wins from 2012 to 2013. Oh. Um, right. Yeah, they lost 12 wins in that span. There must be some more from before then to get them up to 21. But yeah. That is pretty recent overall. But, yes, that is uh, Ole Miss, your cheating champions of college football. I uh, am hoping that Ole Miss will hang a banner in the football stadium. That's the biggest most vacated cheaters? Wins. Yeah, most vacated wins in college football history with 33. Like you kind of like how UNLV celebrates the three-point streak. I think this is more impressive. I, I like this one better. Put a banner up, vacated wins, 33. Nobody can. I mean, seriously, they're fourteen ahead of second place, or twelve ahead of second place. Yeah, I mean, you have forty minutes to make a three. <laughs> I mean, you should be able to chuck one in. You know, never mind. I mean, thirty something, thirty something wins vacated. You got to do a lot of cheating. Right. I mean, you have to do I mean, some serious cheating. They're twelve ahead of Alabama, Notre Dame. That yeah. means Alabama, Notre Dame, basically have to have a whole season vacated here in the you know, future. North Carolina is another one. What what have they done lately? They, they I mean, do? they've been okay, but it's like that's one of those teams. Are like, if you're going to forfeit a lot of wins, like challenge for a national title at some point yeah you know what's actually funny about old misses vacated wins all the cheating wasn't just hugh freeze like i throw a lot on hugh freeze but a lot of it was the coaching staff before then the one that lost to jacksonville state almost i think won two or three games that year they lost to jacksonville state the, all three of those wins had to be vacated and they're cheating yeah oh yeah yeah that's the funniest part about of it <laughs> come on hey, look if you're gonna cheat fine that's fine i i kind of I'm with you on that, but win something at yeah. least. That, Do something. You got to give Urban Meyer and like Patino credit. Like at least when they yes. were cheating, they were yes. winning too. <laughs> they were getting the Final Fours. They were getting the national championship games. They were doing something with it. Cheat smarter. Oh, Ole Miss cheated and won three games. That's a phenomenal thing. Let's see. Yeah, 2010. They went. Oh, excuse me. They went four and eight in 2010. They went two and seven in 2011, and all of those games were all of those oh wins were God. vacated two and all seven <laughs> even the seven losses <laughs> which is great um so there's uh there's your Ole Miss football team and the great history of Ole Miss football to manage to lose to well pretty much whoever they put on the schedule and then that was by the way that was Houston Nutt who uh you can ah, see on yeah. CBS Sports yes. Network um their win by the way their wins that year Southern Illinois and Fresno State oh Got the Bulldogs. Those are the two teams they beat, and they had to vacate those. Wait, wins. what year was that? <laughs> uh, 2011 was the year they won two games and had to vacate the two wins. I, that could have been Derek Carr. Uh, or is it just a little was. early for him? Well, he's been he's going into his ninth. It was yes, it was he's Derek going into Carr. his ninth NFL season. Yeah. So boy, Carr. That well, you Derek know you got to che- you got to cheat to beat Derek. You can't beat that kid. That's straight right. Up. That's right. Derek Carr got cheated out of a win. <laughs> oh. A win against Ole Miss. Let's see. He was 25 of 37 with a touchdown and a pick. Oh. Yeah. How was he in the red zone? Yards? That's a good question. Not good enough. <laughs> they didn't kick any field goals, though. They scored four touchdowns. <laughs> so, no field goals allowed here. Yeah, he had, he had a one-yard touchdown run. Okay, so he counted two? for two. 
two two total touchdowns. Okay. Ole Miss's quarterback on the day, Randall Mackey, completed eight of eighteen passes. Wow. So How'd I'm gonna go ahead and blame one? I'm gonna go ahead and blame Fresno State's rushing defense for that yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Yeah, can you believe yeah. how much she hates her own dog? Oh, she hates the dog. Hates I've it. never, I've never seen a dog owner just dismiss one of her own dogs as much as Cassie does. It's sickening. She joins us tomorrow at eight thirty. Three, two, one. Few times been around the stove, mix it up in a waffle cone, cause we ain't no Baskin Robbins. What? We ain't no Baskin Robbins. Excellent, Cassie. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Uh, Jared and Ed, I do need to tell you guys that I need to be nice to Cassie. <laughs> Why? What's uh, that about? I might, I might need her help in acquiring tickets to something. Oh, okay. No, that's fair. As long as you're using her, not well, like you're, it's not yeah. genuine. As long as it's not coming from like your heart, it's coming from you. You know, yeah. like oh, you no, need no. something from her. Yeah, yeah. So I, I might, uh, I might be not. You guys can be mean to her today, but I might need to be nice oh. to Cassie today. Um, here, so uh, there's a concert coming to Allegiant Stadium uh, for a K-pop band called BTS. Yeah, and they are very, very popular. And my girlfriend very badly wants to go. Uh, getting tickets is probably going to be a pain, and I'm hoping that Cassie's uh, dad, who get, might get pre-sale options as a season ticket holder, can come through for us. Okay, I think you better call Los directly. Yeah, because I've got <laughs> I've got something here to uh, tell you. You know, we were at the basketball game the other day um, when Robert Smith was uh, honored at halftime, and Los came up to me before the game. As you know, as I mean, got to check in with Los. It's good to always see him. And I happened to mention, hey, w- w- what's going on with this weird wedding? You've got parties, you've got dresses, and he goes, if she calls me one more time, I said, I, I am done. Lowe said, I'm cutting You're it. a liar. Oh, he said, I'm, he said, I'm cutting it off. He goes, the parties, the, the engagement pictures. He goes, did you see the pictures? I said, of course I saw the pictures. He goes, you know, obviously, he goes, it's getting too much, the dress. He goes, I'm leaving it all to mom. He goes, if she calls me one more time, I'm cutting it off. So, obviously, you've been completely out of control. Your father has now abandoned you, and you've still got like two years before this stupid wedding even happened. So I don't even know if he's going to give you away at that point. Well, he might give you away and push you down the aisle and say, now, now, now she's your problem. I don't want to hear it. I don't want, he is so excited. He's just acting cool in front of his friends. I no. don't want any, I don't want to hear it. Nope. And I, I won't come out on air and, and blast him on, a, on Los's birthday. Actually, oh, oh it's his birthday. happy birthday to Los! I didn't know yeah. that. Today is Los Let me guess, you, birthday. Yep. You're trying to make it all about you, anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. But anyway, no. He already, he already told me that if we want this pre-sale, because he's already been burned a couple times charging um, some events on his credit card that people haven't come through and paid. So he says, "Yeah, you can. I'll give you my login information, but it's your credit card." So. Tyler, oh, you got to be nice to me if, if you want me to charge this thing on the on the good old Amex. Oh yeah, oh we're we're fine. We'll 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 charge it on whatever card we need to. There's there's, <laughs> there's no issue here. I am very worried we're not actually getting tickets to go see this. Like in all seriousness, Brandy has been like, uh, this is like bucket list. She wants to see this band and has been concerned for a long time that she will never get to see them because they are from Korea and they don't you know come to Las Vegas 
or really anywhere in the United States that often. And now they're coming to Las Vegas. So four times also. So if she can't get in, that's just bad luck. I mean, are these these, these, these young kids from South Korea, the boys? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, my daughter loves them too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're big deal. Big deal. It's going to be, it is hands down the most popular event that is going to have happened at Allegiant Stadium and not even going to be close. Do they sing songs in English? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of their songs are partial English, partial Korean, but uh, yeah, a lot of English in their songs. Does Does Brandy speak Korean? Uh, she's trying to learn Korean. Oh, that's pretty cool. So no, she doesn't speak it, but I think she, I think she can read the characters. Like she knows the uh, sound all the little characters make in their language. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> same, same. It's yeah. all right. So, That's fun. Close enough. Well, yeah. Close so, uh, well, let me know. You got to be nice to me here. Yeah, I'm nice to you. What are you planning for your your father's birthday today? Like, what are you actually doing? Well, I want to like take him out and stuff, but he has to work all day tomorrow, so he doesn't want to go out drinking tonight or anything crazy. So. I guess we're just doing a barbecue at the house. No, let him know that I, I threw him under the bus there. He wants nothing to do with these <laughs> nuptials. You should have seen his face. Poor guy. Ah. Was just, he was so tired, too. He was just, a, you know, he works hard. He came over from baseball. He already had to work baseball. Then he came over to work basketball. And all I had to do is mention, hey, what's with this wedding? The look in his face, just it just dropped. It was sullen. You threw him over the edge, Ed. I know. I, I just, I ha- I'm sorry. I, I have to it's get Ed's this. Fault. I have it's to really defend Ed's this. Fault. You're the one that brought it up. I have to go, defend Ed. this poor guy. So I mean, the money. What he's I'm spending. hearing, what I'm hearing right now, is that Cassie's already a bridezilla, and we're still like 18 months from your yeah. actual wedding. Yeah. No. I think he told Not me that. Fault. I think he told me the wedding's going to cost him like twice as much as his Raider tickets. Oh man. You know what? Probably not, though. <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not. I don't think those tickets. I don't know how he got away buying those, but good for him. Good for him. Uh, I've unfortunately been to a lot of weddings in the last like five years, um, but I, the one I'm looking forward to the most, my cousin is getting married, and she's doing it at a all-inclusive resort in Mexico this summer. You should do that. That's way better for people. I thought about that, but all, like, that's like a no kids wedding, right? Uh, there'll be kids there, but I mean, yeah, don't bring your kid. Don't bring your yeah, kids to anyway. Yeah, listen, no listen. kids at any wedding, right, Cassie? You should have a no kids rule for your wedding, I want it, regardless to, but... of where it is. I want to, but all of my cousins are like sixteen and under. Okay, all I'm, right, the, like, I'm the oldest one, so like yeah, I yeah, have a okay. three year old cousin. Well, I'm going to tell my cousin he can't come. Yes. Oh, see, I thought He's you said they're all sixteen around. So you've got like little no. little ones. No, they're sixteen and so, well, Sierra, my sister, she'll be she'll be sixteen by the time we get married, or is it going to be right. like a six, like a twelve and up? Like as long as they're out of diapers yeah, and done exactly. crying, they can come. Yeah. Twelve is fine. Yes, you're yeah. gonna have some whining little kid in the background. Get the hell out of here. Your three-year-old cousin's not gonna. Well, he'll be five by the time you get married. But your three-year-old cousin is not gonna remember anything about this one. Yeah, no. If they can handle drinking a beer, they can come. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the engagement party is twenty-one and over. So I get a small victory there, I guess. And even That's that, like, people were like, "Well, what are we gonna do with the kids?" I'm like, "I don't know. Figure it out." Right. You had the kid. That's your fault. There's a, there's a re, there's many reasons, but this is one reason why I'm anti-kid. I'm not having a kid, then I can't go to weddings. I can't go to engagement parties. You can't do a lot of things when you have kids. Right? I realize. So I'm not, I'm not pushing for that one. Who are these right? parents that, that think someone needs to watch the kids? That's why you have another kid. You have the older one watch <laughs> the younger one. That's what my parents always did. And I mean, 
Actually, you know what? That probably wasn't a good a good plan. Now that I'm thinking about it. Ed, at at what age were you okay leaving your kids home alone? Oh, well, it had to be the son's older than the daughter, but it had to be when the daughter was old enough. Um, <laughs> just it wasn't going to be the reversal. Uh, I guess when well when the daughter was five because she was going on thirty, and the son was like eight going on three. So we kind of balance it out. Uh, teenage years, teenage years, they were fine. They're fine. Okay. They're fine. I think so, I got left alone to watch. So me and my next, my middle sister are four years apart. I think by like nine or ten years old, I, we were left alone. I was watching her by myself. My uh, my older brother is seven years older than me. So oh, that was I fine. Was, I was basically yeah home alone with my siblings. All of the time. Like, I think I was home alone with them more than our, any of our parents were actually home. So I didn't, we, I don't even think, I don't even think I ever, did I ever have a babysitter other than my own siblings? I don't even know if I ever had a babysitter besides them. So, yeah. I was given I a key to my house and told, if you're resourceful, you'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> they left you water and crackers and that's all you needed to survive. Water. Cassie, uh, water. Cassie, uh, water. You, you making a trip next week? I am making a trip next yeah. week, and the weather report is not fun. Tell us about it. I don't want to. I'm pretending I don't have to go. What? Well, that's where, not really a going? good attitude to go good, into the Good combine. radio. Good radio content. Good radio content. <laughs> this is this is almost as good as last week when she said, hold on, hold on, guys. Oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. There, I am making the trek to Indianapolis. And I'll oh, you're going, going to the Combine? I, I'm going to the Combine. Raiders.com. Oh. Going to yeah. the Combine. Gonna... How about wait, wait, wait. Vinny's going to have to ask Cassie, when can I get Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, please, to, <laughs> as the Raiders.com representative? <laughs> After I get my exclusive one-on-one. Oh. Okay, wait, are, so are we going to get Cassie Soto next week live from the Combine? That's what we want. Uh, no, I'm coming back on Thursday. Jesus. Do we need okay, to talk but... to her earlier next week? Uh, we are very and low on Tuesday, spots. Tuesday through Thursday. We're we're taught we're gonna have you on twice next week, Cassie. So just just plan for it. We're calling you live from the combine. So here here's the key. Have you heard our Mike Mayock bubble butt uh, sound? Oh yes. Okay. Um, since Mike Mayock is no longer employed by either an NFL team or like NFL Network to break this down, we're gonna need you to tell us uh, about the bubble butts at the combine. Yeah. Who has the best bubble butt? Okay. Or should I um, should I get somebody? Should it be my mission to try to get somebody to say "bubble butt" and that oh, can be your be new rejoin? Good. Oh, that would be very good. Yes. If who do we get, Who like, do we want? Who should I go uh, after to say "bubble butt"? I mean, literally, Mike Mayock might be there. He might be. You might be able to get Mike yeah, Mayock. He, you, you can ask Mike Mayock. Hey, did did it all go wrong when you stopped drafting bubble butts with the Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Alex Leatherwood, and it just doesn't fit the bill. No bubble butt there, I don't think. I'm trying to think, like, NFL coaches. Like, I'm thinking, like, Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach. He's kind of insane enough that if you asked him, hey, what do you think about so-and-so's bubble butt, he he might give you a weird answer. He might give you a full breakdown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that a common term that had been used before? Like, No, no, no. no. I mean, never heard it. Okay, all right. It's a common term that's been used before. Not in the world of football. No. <laughs> in, in a popular song? Perhaps. Um, yes. Uh, but Maybe not he in the had world just heard that song and it was in his head. And it, and it stuck there because it's, it's – he listen, we have the one rejoin. We have multiple audio of Mike Mayock referring to bubble butts. Like, he's 
talked about this quite a bit. Very excited. We, who Bubba was Bubba. he talking about? Do we remember? Like the I main time? No, no, I have no idea who's Bubba offensive lineman. We know that yeah. the power oh, generators right. down there. Yeah, and the weird little moaning that he does after uh. he's watching it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, how inappropriate are these questions going to be coming from me? There's a lot of Adam to ask. That would be so awesome if Josh McDaniels was up there and couple people asked Raider questions in from the back of your Cassie behind the camera. See any good bubble butts today? Listen, Cassie I... Soto. Cassie Soto, <laughs> Las Vegas Review <laughs> Journal, and Raiders.com. Listen, I, if you ask enough people, I guarantee somebody will give you a legitimately serious answer about how important it is to have a big butt. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to do this. That would sound like a bad idea. You do I'll that and your, your trip's going to be from Tuesday to Wednesday, not Tuesday to Thursday. <laughs> Quick trip. Raiders.com's Cassie Soto was asked to leave the combine. (laughs) Presential revoked. All right. She's Cassie Soto. She will be our bubble butt expert next week at the combine. Thanks, Cassie. Have a safe trip. (laughs) Bye. Ah, she's going into some bad weather. (sighs) If we can get her to just ask at least one person about bubble butts, that would be phenomenal. That would be awesome. Phenomenal use of Especially time. Especially if she, she leads with Cassie Soto, Las Vegas Review Journal. And can can you get it? Like, uh, can you get that assignment made for her? Can you talk to your editors over there? I don't know a... if I have that juice. Oh, man. <laughs> See, I just want her, I want her wearing like a fedora with like the placard stuck in the <laughs> yes. side that says press. press. <laughs> and her just have a notebook and just be like, uh, Mr. McDaniels, have you seen any bubble, bubble butts? butts that you'd like to draft? <laughs> All right, we got a four-pack of tickets to the Mountain West Tournament. These are for the semifinals on March 31st, Friday of next week, or two weeks away. Uh, So if you want to go to the semifinals of the Mountain West Tournament, 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. You'll win a four-pack of tickets, and we will take caller number 12 at 702-364-1100. The Illini coach is going to get his money's worth now. Well, at that point, they can't find you anymore, so you no. want to get, it, get we, it out. We saw this earlier in the week on FS1. Dan yeah. Hurley got ejected for making that same motion to the crowd, but it's too late. Coach Underwood. You're locked in the press box. By the way, Illinois uh, made a big comeback, and uh, those technical free throws Ohio State got might be the difference in the final score at the end of the day. But, hey, Brad Underwood got ejected, and Illinois played really good after he got ejected, if you believe in that type of thing. Congratulations, by the way, to Greg. He won tickets to go out to the Mountain West Tournament. Also, earlier in the show, Mario won tickets to go out to uh, NASCAR at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway next weekend. Uh, We do have... A very important update to the show. This from Adam Hill, who tweeted earlier, one of the workers at this Starbucks I'm writing at is one of the most incredible customer service employees I've ever encountered, but she's going to have to go ahead and turn the energy level down a notch or two. He has added more detail, saying it's very busy, but also a very small location. She's not only greeting every customer, many regulars by first name, at a very exciting volume, but making every drink and asking about weekend plans. Meanwhile, there are four other employees that appear to just be here to watch the show. So Adam Hill, not happy that somebody is enjoying their job and making everybody else's life better. 
What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I do podcasts with him. He's the same way. Got mad at me last night for my dinner choice. Wait, what was well, your okay, dinner? Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. Okay. Now you gotta. You <laughs> can't right, just. Right. You can't just throw that all grenade right. into the room and go. All right. Well, that's it. I'm big into tuna fish, with you know, and I don't know if you're a mayonnaise guy. I mix it with a lot of mayo. I love the mayo, and the wheat thins. That's... So you kind of take the wheat thins and kind of scoop up the tuna fish that and with 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 pineapple coconut water. Not not dinner. That is not a dinner choice. That, <laughs> that is... is what I had for dinner last night. And Adam said, "Are you six? I was about to say that is a snack <laughs> you give a child because they refuse to eat fish. <laughs> So I mean, you ate for dinner tuna mayonnaise dip with wheat thins. Well, tuna, you mix it with the mayonnaise, so it's tuna fish, but mixed with mayonnaise. Uh, but it's effectively a dip because you're putting It's effectively a dip, yes. It. Effectively a dip yeah. with wheat thins and coconut pineapple water. You're going to have to give me an estimate here. How many chips did you eat? Uh, how many wheat thins? Yeah. It's not chips, it's wheat thins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, healthy, whatever. How many did you eat? Borderline 16. Okay. It's not bad. I'm with the Jared. This is not dinner. This this uh no. We this is not a meal. This, this is dinner. a Gramala level dinner. Yes. Well, eh, there's fish and mayonnaise mixed together. So you're at least one step above Gramala. But this is something Mike Gramala would do if he's for some reason liked tuna. He would probably <laughs> do this. Um that okay. All right. I mean, did you eat like a big lunch? Uh Jimmy John's. So no. So no. 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 <laughs> He no. had a sandwich no. and salt and salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, uh, no chips, just the Jimmy okay. Johns. Okay, number four. Um, all right, still a still a weird like we talking like you just get canned tuna, mix it with mayonnaise. Yeah. That's what's happening here. Yeah, you saw my breakfast, which was the banana and the uh, the the Starbucks drink. I had that for the morning, then went down to UNLV basketball practice, watched the practice, talked to some people, and then on the way home, the Jimmy Johns stop. And then around 7 o'clock last night, I'm like, wait, I haven't eaten dinner. Do we have any tuna? And I uh, went into the uh, little pantry there and uh, picked out the tuna with the water. You're supposed to get it with oil, but I can't do it. I think oil is healthier. I can't do it. I got to get it with the water. Well, it might be reverse on that. Oil might not be. I would think oil is healthier, but I, I can't do that. I can't do it's, that. Uh, it's almost 10 o'clock the next morning, and you still haven't eaten dinner, just so you no, know. Exactly. <laughs> just, just so I've had my banana, aware. though, so there has been a breakfast. Um so I am I am on Adam Hill's side for this one. Uh, you deserve to be blasted for your dinner choice or <laughs> lack of dinner choice. Uh, however, I don't think you would not be upset at a happy Starbucks barista, right? No, no. I, I think okay. it's the greatest thing in the world. Good for them. They like their job. They enjoy their job. Why is he so negative yeah. about life? Yeah, he doesn't. My don't God. smile. Don't, don't smile. Don't learn anybody's name. And I'm the one who doesn't like people. And I, I, I would like that she enjoyed her job. <laughs> don't go to Starbucks with Adam Hill.